Welcome to our daily Clothe with the Sun podcast, our daily reading of scripture and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023. This is the Monday of the sixth week of Easter. Today's gospel, once again, is from the gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. And you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this, so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I tell you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you. So my apologies if the sound quality is not as good right now on this podcast. Um, still working out so many things, but also I'm traveling right now. It's mother. It's, well, it's day after Mother's Day and uh, on a trip right now with my mom to visit her brother. So I couldn't bring all my equipment with me, just my laptop, which I'm using right now to make this recording. In our gospel reading, Jesus contrasts essentially what some like to say. I usually don't talk like this, but people talk about true religion and false religion. Right religion is another way to say it. There are those, well, taking it back to Jesus's time, there are his disciples who are in the truth. They're being given the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. And truth is a big part of it. Truth is only part of it, though. I mean, there's also worship, there's practice, there's morals. This whole system that we call Christianity is being developed. Jesus is handing it on to his apostles so they can hand it on to us. And then there's those... Um, it's funny, you know, in Judaism, they're, they're all over the place, you know, and just, I mean, every religion has people all over the spectrum, but, you know, some are very, very strict, you know, they, and they believe Jesus is a blasphemer. They, they want to put him to death. They do in fact put him to death. There are others though, a little bit more open, uh, to the possibility of him being the Messiah, uh, and it's hard to say, you know, theologically exactly where this is all going because, every, like I say, everybody's just going in different directions. We read it now, 20 centuries later, and, and it's very clear to us, plus the fact that most of us are not Jewish. Um, even Jewish people now, it'd be interesting to have their take on uh, so many of these different things that we just take for granted. But as we read this, we... Um, I don't know. It's just good to, first of all, see the other person's point of view, even when they're wrong. I mean, clearly they were wrong about Jesus, and they're going to be wrong about the apostles, and they're going to be so wrong that they're putting them to death. This is what Jesus is talking about. Yet, it's good to understand, like, okay, they're coming from a certain point of view for certain reasons. Paul, you know, when he was Saul before his conversion, he had very genuine intentions, Gamaliel, who was his teacher, uh, had even greater wisdom. He, he said, leave it alone. You know, if it's from the Lord, it will succeed. If it's not from the Lord, it will fall. 
And even though he didn't realize he was quoting Jesus, he's, he's giving us the same sentiment that Jesus gave when he said, you'll know them by their fruits. And I just want to reflect a little bit upon the church right now in light of these things about how there's a lot of division in the church. There's a lot of different ways of doing things. And some of these things are right. Some of these things are wrong. Some of these things, well, they could be a little bit of both. And, of course, there's different flavors of the same, I'm going to say ice cream, you know, the, the same thing, you know. God works through different types of people, different types of situations. Um, but once again, it just goes back to you'll know them by their fruits. And we can't deny that. And what's crazy is that, very often when people are wrong, that's a sign, a sign of them being wrong, a sign of them not being blessed. Never mind the fact they don't have fruits, but then they want to persecute the people that are having fruits. So the Jewish leaders are losing their people during Jesus's time. They're becoming Christian. They're going over to Jesus. So they say, well, we got to stop it. So we got to take control. So let's start killing these people. And nowadays, you know, you see priests, for example, being canceled, who preach the truth. And you see certain types of things in the church that are producing lots of fruit that are being persecuted. And it's a shame because things could be tweaked, you know, if there's an abuse here and there rather than obliterated. Uh, so let's just take some examples of things happening right now. Your typical parish I mean, some parishes are very lively. There's there's a lot of good things happening. Some parishes have maybe a little good, a little bad. But most of them are failing. They're falling apart. So, all right. I was at a church over the weekend, and my mom was there too, and my mom was commenting on how they were so friendly there. And I said, yeah, they're friendly. That's nice. And I was just thinking of the fact that how the church was uh, – you know, not really all that full. And when you look around, there were two or three people in the building under the age of, I don't know, 70. Oh, they're very nice people. And I just said to my mom as we, because sometimes we, we, we don't argue, but we sometimes will get into uh, discussions, thoughtful discussions about these types of things. And I said to her, I said, in my opinion, you can have one or the other. You can have friendly or you can have worship. It's nice when you can have both, but very often it's one or the other. And in the places where you have genuine worship, uh, those places are packed <laughs> and there's young families. And the places that are friendly and it's a little bit more of a show, the sermon is a little bit more of a graduation speech than an actual heartfelt uh you know, spiritual discourse. Uh, yeah, in these kinds of places, they're dying. They're dying because we've made it something other than what it's supposed to be. It's not about Jesus anymore. It's not focused on worship. It's not focused on the sacrifice. It's focused on people-pleasing. And anybody that works in the 12 Steps, Anybody that works even in different types of counseling, psychology, etc., we know that people-pleasing doesn't work, and yet we still try it as a church. 
And our schools, so many schools nowadays, they just continue to lose their numbers. They continue to fall apart, and they need all these gimmicks to keep them open. When you take a closer look at a lot of these schools, well, it's not about Jesus. It's about their sports. It's about their college admissions. It's about their academics and different programs and the arts. But it's not about Jesus. And we wonder why God doesn't bless it. God blesses things that are of him that are going to lead people to heaven, that are going to fulfill the reason these things were founded in the first place. So, I don't know, you know, we have just the institution that uh, in the history of the church, the institution goes through its highs and lows. But even when you study that history, when it's about Jesus, when it's about growth and holiness and morals and virtue, God blesses it. Maybe it starts small, but it'll eventually grow and grow and grow. But people that are in the pleasing, people pleasing mode say, oh, we can't, can't have that. We can't have too much truth because then that's not charitable, even though they weren't even there to hear what was said or how it was said. And they're quick to shut it down. Well, what are they doing? They're managing the downfall as opposed to setting a course for the buildup of the future. What are the things succeeding right now? There's so many things succeeding right now, but they're, it's not the old um, structure anymore. It's not the old uh, institution that it was. The institution is still there, still having their meetings and their committees and still losing their members. Where do we see growth? Well, we see growth. I mean, in America, we typically see growth in immigrant communities, and that's always been the way. Right now, it's mostly Mexican that are the, the new immigrant community. Um, over time, though, they lose their numbers. So when they're, when they're fresh, when they're brand new, there's usually a fervor there. The church has become home for these people, as it was for my ancestors, you know, Italian and Irish. The church was their home. They were coming from a far country. They brought their traditions with them. There was a lot of grace there, a lot of blessing. A lot of beautiful churches were built during that time. Um, so, yes, you see it among the immigrant community, the Latin mass. Whenever there is a Latin mass... And this really probably is what this sermon is about more than anything else. When you see it, you go into a Latin mass, it's always packed. It's always young people, young families, young couples, young adults. And there's something that happens there that's beautiful. And it's focused on worship. It's focused on Jesus. Maybe it's in another language. Maybe the priest has his back to me, but it's focused on Jesus. And maybe that's the whole point of it. So once again, Jesus says, you'll know them by their fruits. Gamaliel said, God will bless it if it's from God. If not, don't worry about it, it'll die. And yet there are those that want to suppress the Latin Mass. It's not just the Latin Mass, though. I think of various things that we would call charismatic, uh, both in the Catholic Church and in various Protestant denominations. And... They're exploding with numbers, and they're also exploding with miracles, healings and conversions and so many beautiful things. So there's something to be said for that. There's something we need to look at there. It doesn't mean that everything about it is perfect. It might mean that, yes, we, we have work to do with our communicating and our ecumenism, you know, we and having that dialogue for finding the truth for everybody, but... The fact of the matter is, uh, 
when you find a situation, like I love to go to these Christian concerts where they pack in tens of thousands of people. When you find a situation that is truly all about Jesus, you also then will find that the place is packed and people are singing with all their hearts and there's many conversions at that concert, at that service. I love Catholicism. I love the Catholic Mass. I love the Latin Mass. Yet Christmas, even though I went to all my Masses and, you know, every, I try to go to daily Mass and I don't know, you know, I, tr- I pray my rosary and my liturgy, the hours, and I love our Catholic faith. Yet at Christmas time, I went to a Protestant service with some friends and guess what? It was jam packed and it was beautiful and people were singing with all their hearts and the sermon was outstanding. And, well, Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. So there's good things happening. And the Lord is building up his church, true followers, true believers. And yes, we're all divided when it comes to Catholicism and Protestantism and even to all the different spectrum of types, you know, and all these different denominations in Catholicism. But the reality is Jesus prayed that they all be one. So we have to keep working towards that oneness, but we do it with Jesus as the source of the unity, meaning also prayer has to be the source of the unity and not the fact that we hold hands or the fact that we have a committee or whatever, a a new mission statement or something. So these are good things, good things to realize. And Jesus says he wants us to be aware of this because they will come for us. If we are in the Lord, if we are in the truth, if there is fruit coming from us, the devil does not want that. And the devil owns so much of our society, especially those in leadership. They made compromises with him in order to get there. So the devil owns so much worldly power, worldly, temporary And it can be used against us. At the same time, God can protect us from anything if it's God's will. Sometimes the Lord permits there to be some persecution, some martyrdom. But, uh, you know, God always wins in the end. And he's winning even in the challenging situations. So we ask our Lord to show us exactly what it is that we need to be doing, that we need to be pursuing, and and just always be in him and with him. I think of another thing. I... uh, I love the community of St. John and CFRs and some of these other young communities, these newer communities where they're just exploding with numbers. And why? When you look at what they do, it's all about adoration. It's about Our Lady. It's about genuine worship and meditation on Scripture. Beautiful, beautiful things are happening. God blesses them. I was just, I was asking a friend recently about a contrast between the way diocesan priests do certain things and and various uh, religious communities do certain things. Now, I might know these things in theory, but I was just noting a different result. Uh, And the friend said to me cynically, but, and, and humorously, but at the same time, very truthfully, she said, how many times do you get a memo from the diocese and think to yourself, Oh, this is so inspired. They must have really prayed over this versus some of these newer, younger communities where, yeah, it's obvious there's a lot of prayer going on there. And yeah, when there's a committee or a meeting, it's because they've prayed and they're 
really on fire for the Lord. And then they sit and discuss in order to see how the Holy Spirit has inspired each one in a different, unique way to build up the best possible future outcome. So anyway, we, uh, we ask the Lord to continue to show us his will, what he's going to bless. And we ask the Lord that we may always make it about him because as he said, they will know us by our fruits. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.